You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. We've got all kinds of resources on that site. It's an apologetic site. And if you don't know what apologetics is, it comes from a a Greek word, apologia, which means to defend. And I have a very special guest on the radio today with me. His name is Dr. Joseph Holden. Uh, Dr. Holden, thanks a lot for being here today. It's so good to be with you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, real privilege. Uh, Dr. Holden has a PhD from the University of Wales in philosophical and systematic theology. He also has a master's in divinity from Southern Evangelical Seminary. And uh, what I think is uh, phenomenal... um, uh, one of my heroes is Norm Geisler and Dr. Holden, you founded a university with Dr. Geisler, uh, and, uh, Veritas university. Well, Veritas evangelical seminary is one of those great projects that, you know, Dr. Geisler and I partnered in, we co-founded it some nine years ago in 2008, and it's now thriving in the heart of orange County. So we're just thrilled to have a footprint and to be able to, equip and educate students to go out into a lost and searching world and and bring the truth of Christ to the world, to the masses. That's absolutely necessary today. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the world today, and there's all kinds of discussions taking place inside and outside of the church uh, about what truth is. A lot of people say there's not even any such thing as truth. Mm. Uh, and how did you come up with the name Veritas? Well, Veritas is Latin for truth, and that's what we want to convey. We want to give the truth of God's word. You know, our school verse is John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them by your truth. Thy word is truth. So at Veritas, what we do is we stand on the inspired and inerrant word of God. In all of our classes, we view the doctrine of Scripture as part and parcel of one's education there. Because if we lose the Scripture, we lose the very foundation from which all of our doctrines flow. Yeah, and that makes sense. And so when you say, for our listeners who aren't familiar with these terms, when you say inerrant and inspired Word of God, can you break that down? I mean, because you're emphasizing that. Why is inerrancy and what does it mean and, and that inspired word of God? Why is that so important? Well, that's, that's a very good question. Second Timothy 3.16, Paul says that all scripture is inspired by God. And if it's inspired by a perfect God who can't make mistakes, and if the Bible is the word of God, then the Bible can't make mistakes. Mm. So that's where the doctrine of inerrancy flows from, is the doctrine of inspiration. So if God breathed it out... It has to be perfect in every way, just as he is perfect. So therefore, we can have a doctrine of inerrancy that says the Bible is true and whatever it touches, teaches, affirms, implies, whether it's geography, science, whether it's spiritual things or morality, God doesn't make mistakes. And that's what the doctrine of inerrancy implies. Okay. And and obviously, uh, the importance of emphasizing this doctrine is that there's a movement uh, all around the world, really, that's saying that, hey, the Bible does have errors. It does have mistakes. 
Uh, and so a lot of people are saying, hey, it's no big deal if the Bible has a few mistakes. But you're saying, no, it is a huge deal. Uh, it's something that we need to be concerned about and we need to be able to articulate and communicate. Absolutely. Because, you know, the, we can say the biblical doctrine of inerrancy is the essential of essentials. One can go to heaven without believing in inerrancy, but the church will suffer and the confidence in its message will suffer and the authority of God's voice in the Bible will suffer mm. if we discard this precious doctrine. Uh, inerrancy is very important simply because if there's one mistake in the Bible, then that means there could be two, three, four, or a whole host of mistakes in scripture where does it ever end Mm. and those who charge the bible with being uh filled with errors we just ask them where uh there hasn't been one contradiction or error shown in the scripture to date so we firmly hold to the fact that the bible is without error that's fantastic. Well, I want to start. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about before we talk more about the apologetics. You have a conference going on uh, not too uh, far from now um, that uh, your your seminary is putting on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, on Saturday, November 12th, from 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, we will have a national apologetics conference. This is our eighth annual conference. We do these every year. It's free admission. Child care is provided. And we have a great lineup of four speakers are going to speak on five topics. And I just can't wait to get there. In fact, Kevin, we have Abdu Murray from Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. He's going to come and talk as a former Muslim on ISIS and Islam. We even have Christopher Yuan going to talk on his journey out of homosexuality yeah. and also whether homosexuality is a result of nurture or nature. Mm. Uh, he is a real qualified person a, to talk on that. That's a huge question today. I mean, there's arguments all over the country about, hey, are people born uh, homosexual or are people uh, – is that somehow their life experiences causes them to embrace a homosexual orientation? That's right. I mean, we just we don't need to travel too far or read too much literature to find out that many proponents of homosexuality are proponing a gay gene. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no scientific evidence for a gay gene. In fact, nobody inherits behavior. We inherit tendencies and inclinations and propensities, but we don't inherit uh, choices in that sense. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting. I I was at UCSD and I was taking a class on um uh, it was really on the brain. It was neuropsychology and the professor uh, kind of shocked me because he said if anybody ever tells you that there is a gene that produces any particular behavior, they're either lying to you or they're ignorant. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I got to interview Dr. Yuan um, just recently, actually. And right. uh, if you haven't heard him, if you're listening out there and you have not uh, heard him, uh, he is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, again, uh, and then Randy Alcorn is also going to be there. Yes, he's going to be there. He's going to speak on pro-life arguments. He's going to take the abortion issue, break it down, offer the best arguments against the pro-choice position, which advocates the killing of the unborn children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, did you already mention Larry Taunton? Uh, no, Larry's going to be there. The new atheism. What is the new atheism? Well, new atheism is in the tradition of Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, and others who uh, propound a more scientific approach to support their atheistic endeavors. Uh, they can give you all kinds of philosophical arguments and so forth. These are people who are the media darlings of the 21st century. Mm. Uh, when they write books, the media loves it. And people pick up those books and they use arguments from those books. But the arguments really don't hold water. In fact, uh, John Lennox wrote a terrific book, Gunning for God. 
and I encourage everybody like to Second read it. Amendment book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guns and God. Yeah, right there we go. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's a fantastic read, and it definitely gets you into the discussion. That's great. Okay, so uh, just once again, I highly recommend you go to. I mean, th- these are answering the key questions of our culture today. Uh, this is the Veritas Evangelical Evangelical Seminary Apologetics Conference. It's Saturday, November twelfth, ten a.m. to five p.m. Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Uh, I cannot uh, recommend this uh, highly enough. And so uh, as we continue this discussion, um, again, Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Joseph Holden is with me, and he is the co-founder of Veritas Evangelical University. And I'm very curious to know uh, how you ended up becoming so interested in apologetics and also, um, you know, what was it like, you know, did you grow up in a Christian family and what caused you to, uh, you know, gain this interest and pursue this all the way up to a PhD in apologetics? Um, so can you just give us a taste before we have a break here? Oh, sure thing. Uh, What was the start? Yes, Kevin, that's a great question. You know, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Uh, my mom ended up giving me the gospel my junior year in high school. I was 17 years old and I rejected it. Now, did you grow up here in uh, California? Yes, I did. I'm a native Southern Californian. I went to Newport Harbor high school and by my junior year, I was given the gospel. I said, no, it was given to me again by my mother. My senior year, I said yes, and my whole life changed from that perspective. So what So what happened there in high school that changed you from a no to a yes? What was going on in your life? You know, I think the Lord had just started working in my life a bit more. He started to show me who he was, and that first witness encounter that my mom, mom gave me yeah. was working on me. It was working on my heart and my mind. I began thinking about what she had said. And in a year, I thought, this doesn't have to be some sort of Santa Claus message like I thought it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. This could be very historical and very true. So it doesn't have to be some sort of a myth is what you're saying. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. I just didn't want to believe in some sort of Santa Claus myth. And you have this, uh, you know, kid with his head, you know, stuck in the sand and, and he's believing this uh, fairy tale. Yeah. Well, it just seemed to be more real the more the Lord sent laborers around me to begin talking to me about Jesus and what he's done for me. That's fantastic. Okay. Okay, so my guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden. He is the founder, co-founder of Veritas Evangelical University. And when we get back, we're going to continue to talk about this, the important apologetics. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of his areas of uh, expertise and specialty. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Maine and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. You can listen to a recording of this show and a lot of other previous shows if you're interested. It's on my website. You can also check us out on uh, our YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video. It's also on iTunes, so uh, if you're into podcasts, you can check us out there. My guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden of Veritas Evangelical Seminary. The website for the, the seminary is ves.edu, and they have a conference called coming up very shortly uh, here and uh, where you're going to, you, you can listen to four amazing uh, apologists, Dr. Christopher Yuan, along with uh, Randy Alcorn, uh, Abdu Murray and Larry Taunton. They're going to be answering questions about homosexuality, radical Islam and ISIS, uh, the, the uh, uh, arguments against uh, the abortion movement and also uh, arguments against the new atheism. And that conference uh, is coming up here. Uh, November 12th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa uh, in Santa Ana, California. So, Dr. Holden, um, we were talking about how you um, met Christ your senior year. Uh, your mother gave you the gospel and you decided to turn your life over to Christ. And so what happened from there on out? Um, I mean, many people accept Christ, but they don't all become uh, apologists uh, in that in that sense. So what happened after high school? Well, it's interesting because baseball was my thing. I was yeah. playing baseball in high school. Uh, I just wanted to do well in baseball. I thought I had a future in baseball. And so Jesus had kind of a back burner in my life for several years after I received him. And one thing led to another. I went on to Saddleback College in Mission Viejo, played baseball there for two years, received a scholarship to Vanguard University to play baseball. And eventually I played professional baseball in the Mexican League. By all, okay. by all means. Okay. And, and <laughs> did you have to speak Spanish to be able to? No, I no. didn't. They allowed four uh, foreigners to play on their in their professional leagues per team. So, wow. so that was my thing. And yeah. Jesus kind of had a back seat uh, to them. But since I received Jesus as my Savior, my baseball game really took off. You know, so almost like I saw Jesus as a genie or kind of a good luck charm or a rabbit's foot. Sure. For for several years until the end of my baseball career. You know, I began reading the Bible on the bus rides and, and the plane rides and, and all this. And the Bible was really becoming real to me. And you know what, Kevin? I had to know more about this Jesus. I had to know more about the scriptures. It was just so interesting. It grabbed a hold of my heart. And I had to get into school. And I went back to school and received my bachelor's and master's and continued on into my doctorate. That's fantastic. And so your specialty is in apologetics. And you actually, um, you, you're, you said that your 
you know, somewhat of an expert in Islam also. Uh, why did you pursue uh, understanding Islam better? Well, I, I don't call myself an expert, but I, I am a bit familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Islam afforded me the opportunity to learn more about the nature of the Christian God. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have to compare and contrast Allah to the Christian God or compare and contrast Muhammad to Jesus, you learn a lot about what you believe and why. And you know about the distinctions between different world religions and different doctrines that they possess. So give us some of those distinctions. What are the, what, what are the, some of the difference that really flashed out at you as you were studying this? Well, the first and foremost was that the Christian God desires relationship, Mm. whereas Allah desires obedience to his will. There is no relationship in Islam. Well, some people might say, well, isn't that the same? I mean, uh, really, doesn't God, uh, Yahweh, expect obedience also? How can you say that? Sure, but that's not the primary uh, thing. We come as we are. We don't have to get dressed up for our Lord. We come as we are, and we see that he loves us and that he's reached down to us to provide a way of fellowship with him. But in Islam, that's not the case. You either obey Allah or suffer the consequences. Mm. There is no relationship. You cannot know Allah's nature. It's only the will of Allah that is stressed, and therefore obedience is stressed. It's more like a taskmaster versus a loving father. Okay. Huh. Very interesting. And so uh, is this, you know, uh, I've had several Muslims on the show, and they've actually emphasized this point. I had a... gentleman uh who his name's daniel messiah uh i don't know if you've heard of him but yes. he was emphasizing that how it was so radically different for him to hear about a father god versus uh you don't you just don't call your call him father in islam no. right and, and so um abdu murray will probably be addressing this sort of stuff too yes absolutely that conference is going to be great and i'm sure uh abdu is going to really hit the nail on the head as a former muslim himself mm-hmm. i think muslims need to hear of the love of god yeah the love of christ and the relationship that's there for them if they simply receive jesus as their savior it's a wonderful wonderful change of life and worldview yeah as far as i mean why wouldn't you trade a master uh kind of a, a taskmaster over you uh to a loving father who cares about you and wants a relationship with you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, there's that aspect. And then you also have, like we were talking about already, you have a heavy emphasis in inerrancy. Mm -hmm. And I I thought I'd read this. um, This was from a a scholar. Uh, I'm sure you know who he is. He wrote a book called uh, Misquoting Jesus. Mm. And um, I'm looking for his name here. I don't know why I'm blanking Bart on his Ehrman. name. But yes, that's the one, Bart Ehrman. This is a quote from Bart Ehrman. And I thought I'd read this because it emphasizes the significance of inerrancy. Yeah. He says, um, a turning point came in my second semester in a course I was taking with a much revered and pious professor named Cullen Story. And I got this actually from Norm Geisler. Um, we had to write a final term paper on an interpretive crux of our own choosing. I chose a passage in Mark 2. Jesus wants to show the Pharisees that Sabbath was made for humans, not humans for the Sabbath. And so he reminds them of what the great King David had done when Abiathar was the high priest. And then he goes on to say, one of the well-known problems of the passage is that when one looks at the Old Testament passage that Jesus is citing, 1 Samuel 21, 1 through 6, it turns out that David did this not when Abiathar was the high priest, but in fact, when Abiathar's father, Ahimelech, was. And so he goes on to say uh, that he basically wrote a, a uh, argument 
trying to explain this discrepancy that it looks like Jesus made a mistake here. And he said he turned his paper paper in and uh, his professor, who he really uh, respected, uh, responded by just saying, well, maybe Mark just made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And he said for him, this was kind of the turning point. Yeah. The turning point where it just caused this avalanche uh, that he said, well, gosh, uh, once I made that admission, the floodgates opened. If there could be one little small mistake in Mark two, maybe there could be mistakes in other places as well. And maybe these mistakes apply to bigger issues. Mm. Um, so uh, that's where you're, you're coming from, but, but you're saying, um, Hey, these mistakes don't exist. Uh, why did he go that way? Why did Greg Bonson go that way? Uh, not Greg Bonson. Um, what, tell Airman, me Bart Ehrman. Bart Ehrman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Why did Bart Ehrman go that way and you're going the other direction? What What's happened mm-hmm. here? Well, you know, for anybody, it doesn't have to be just Ehrman. It could be anybody. There may be a predisposition to be suspicious of the biblical text after you've already read it, you've you've handled it, you've absorbed it, and so forth. Some people are just in, inherently skeptic, mm. and other people are not. Some people are more trusting than others. And it may be just Ehrman allowed that bit of uh, doubt to creep in based on an unnecessary passage to have doubt creep in. Yeah, um, Abiathar was certainly somebody who was more well-known than his father, uh, he was somebody that you would use to identify the general time period. Um, so much like in Luke 24, when uh, the Psalms are identified as the whole writings, you know, the law of Moses, the prophet and the Psalms, those are the three designations of the yeah. Hebrew scriptures. Well, the Psalms isn't just talking about the book of Psalms. It's talking about the writings as a whole. So the same may be true there, but many things that Armin Ehrman write he knows better. He knows that there's answers to these things. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he still espouses these and continues to write books at a popular and lay level to to communicate this data. So I'm not sure where he's coming from sure. on this. If he already knows the answer and he doesn't treat at least the response to it, then that is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when we come back, I'm going to act, ask Dr. Uh, Joseph Holden, uh, what is the approach that we need to take to the Word of God when it comes to errors in, or what seem like errors in the Bible? How do we deal with that as Christians? And are we supposed to just blindly look the other way? Or what, what is our uh, approach to this sort of a thing? Uh, so again, my guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden, and uh, he is the uh, co-founder of uh, Veritas Evangelical Seminary and uh, just a really uh, all-around nice guy. So stay with us. We're going to be back and continue this discussion. We'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? Never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. 
Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show if you like it, if you want to get a uh, older shows that I have. We've got tons of shows on there, all kinds of interviews with uh, amazing people, incredible testimonies about how Christ has changed their life. Uh, and he's just doing that every day. Uh, if you're looking for hope, look to Jesus Christ. If you're listening out there, you're discouraged, you're down, you're having hard times, uh, turn your heart to Christ. Um, he loves you. He cares about you. And uh, he will draw you into a personal relationship with him. Uh, he is not a taskmaster. He is uh, a loving father. And uh, my guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden of Veritas Evangelical Seminary. You can visit their website at ves.edu. And uh, Dr. Holden, uh, if somebody who's the who's the person that, uh, you know, is listening out there and that you would encourage to come to Veritas Evangelical Seminary? Well, anybody who wants a, a deeper knowledge of the word of God and how to defend the word of God. Our mission is simple. We want to be able to share and evangelize the gospel worldwide and also defend the historic Christian faith. That is our mission at VES. And if you would like to learn how to do that more effectively and to answer arguments against the Christian faith and to learn your Bible and the languages and so forth, this this is a great place to learn. There's many great places to learn out there, but if you're in the Santa Ana, Orange County area and you want to study with uh, classical theologians and uh, to that speak at a lay level to get this information out to benefit your ministry and to impact you to impact a lost and searching world. That's what we do. We train trainers, teach teachers, and equip equippers. That's fantastic. And what separates Veritas um, from maybe other universities as far as uh, doctrinally and so forth? Uh, what are some of the positions that Veritas holds that are are significant that somebody would need to or, or want to know. Well, we hold to a strong classical theology, uh, classical theology in the tradition of Augustine, Anselm, and Aquinas. Uh, we believe that God is unchanging, that he is timelessly eternal. 
We believe in the classical attributes of God. And from that position, all the other doctrines fall in place. You see, today, many Christian universities have denied the classical attributes of God altogether, and they have largely reduced God to a giant human being mm. with more knowledge, but not all knowledge. Okay, that's very good. You know, um, you know, and there's a movement out there, too, that we, uh, there's all kinds of movements, but where you have um, churches that are ordaining uh, people, uh, homosexuals uh, as pastors and sure. sort of stuff like this, Presbyterian Church USA, I believe, yeah. uh, and sadly, and you have other people embracing, uh, you know, uh, uh, evolution and the idea that uh, God used evolution to create everything. Uh, uh, and and so these issues actually uh, go back to the issue of inerrancy and infallibility. Sure. Uh, how, how is that connection made or how would you explain that significance there? Well, the problem in, in all heresy or unorthodoxy would be to deviate from what the scripture says. Mm. I mean, there is there is room to be charitable to those who have secondary doctrines that that don't impact the essentials of the faith. We have room to be either Calvinist or Armenian. We have room to think that the days in Genesis are either 24-hour days or long periods of time. We can discuss and have even have intramural debates within the church. The problem is when the essentials and the foundational aspects of those essentials start to become threatened, that's when we get into problems, such as the nature of God. If you get the nature of God wrong, all your other doctrines most likely will be affected by it. Your worship will be affected by it. How you treat others will be affected by it. How you understand Scripture as the doctrine of Scripture will be affected by it. Your whole practical life and worldview will be affected one way or another. So in other words, ideas have consequences. Yeah. So inerrancy, and, and you know, the, I keep coming back to this because – um, if there, like you said, if there's errors in the Bible, that means when we get to a particular part of Scripture where we don't like it, and we say, "Hey, this doesn't fit with whatever my lifestyle or the way I'm thinking or how I want to live or what I think's okay and what's not okay," we can say, "Hey, well, there's errors in the Bible, and so therefore we can manipulate that text." That's right. And and the heart is uh, deceitful, right? So yeah. we have a tendency to want to justify things that we we want to be okay, and, right. and so that's so important. So that's fantastic, and uh, I, I very much encourage you to get involved with Veritas Evangelical Seminary if you're in the area. Um, does uh, Veritas have any kind of a distance education uh, program? Yes, we do. We actually have a full all four of our programs. We have a Master of Divinity, a Master of Arts in Biblical Studies, a Master of Arts in Christian Apologetics, and a Master of Arts in Theological Studies. And those can all be pursued through our distance learning program without any residency requirement. Wow. So you can do 100% of this program at home, and you're more than welcome to visit the campus or to take courses on site if you wish, but it's not necessary. Of course, we wish everybody could come to the campus, yeah. but we know that's not practically possible yeah. for everybody. So there is a way that you can still study and also grow in your, your knowledge about the Christian faith. Okay, so, so people all around the world, they don't have to be in Santa Ana, California. That's right. So. We have students in Korea, Pakistan, Canada, Mexico, all across the United States. So if you have an internet connection, <laughs> then basically you're, you're good, you're to, good go. to go. You're good to go. That's fantastic. Okay, great. And uh, so if we get back to, uh, you know, you just brought in here uh, a scroll and uh, – the value is like $250,000. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's about 121388 And okay. I know that because we just received our appraisal <laughs> report on the scroll. So it's a Torah. It's a Hebrew uh, Torah. It's 106 feet long. And it was donated to the seminary about a year and a half, two years ago. 
That's incredible. And yeah. that, and that you're using that to help teach, uh, students about ancient texts, manuscripts, and so forth. That's correct. We have a course on bibliology, and also we have Hebrew courses. So we use this Torah that's written in the Hebrew language on calfskin. It dates back to the 1500s, and we ask our students to dig into this non-kosher Torah to get into it and find features, see where the patchwork is, see how they stitched it together, look at different um word phrases and little syntax areas and and philology and yeah. uh, and the words that that are really there it's just a fascinating study when it's really hands on with a real manuscript yeah, so we're blessed to have it that is really cool so um now now we were talking about the importance of apologetics and do you think that in our culture today there's a greater need for apologetics than say in the past um it does seem like there's a, a variety of universities popping up that are really emphasizing apologetics. What's your view on that? Is it is it more necessary now than it was? I would say short answer, yes, it is. Ever since the devil said, hath God said in the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis, well, that's when we needed apologetics. We'll always need to answer our critics. We'll always need to clarify Christian doctrine. We'll always need to illuminate and answer and give responses. In fact, that's not me saying it. This is Peter in his epistle. First Peter 3.15 and 16 tells us, we need to have an answer for the hope that lies within us, mm. but with gentleness and respect, meekness and fear. So today, Kevin, I think we've fallen on hard times. I think the latest research says that only one out of 100 evangelical Christians can identify the essentials of the faith. Wow. Only one out of 100. That's only 1%. And only 2% of Christians share their faith in evangelism and verbally to their neighbor or to somebody else that they don't know. So we really need apologetics, the the ideas that are assaulting the Christian faith, whether it's postmodernism mm. or atheism or Islam, whatever it may be, the cults and the occult, they're not going to stop studying. Yeah. They're going to keep learning. So let's keep going because a lost and searching world really needs answers. My guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden. When we come back, I'm going to ask him a question. Um, New York City just recently uh, legalized public uh, urination. And uh, does this have anything to do with apologetics? Uh, San Francisco almost legalized public nudity. Um, does this have anything to do with apologetics? And uh, you're going to find out it actually does. So uh, when we come back, uh, my guest, Dr. Joseph Holden, we'll talk, have a little bit of a discussion about this. Apologetics hits every area of your life. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. 
Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And uh, feel free to check us out online, educateforlife.org. You can also look at our YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video. We've got all kinds of videos up there. I've got interviews with uh, people that were former homosexuals. I got interviews with uh, drug addicts. I got interviews with the chaplain uh, down at Donovan State Prison who's led many people to Christ. I've got interviews with um, uh, former uh, Muslims who uh, is. Uh, you know, live, used to live in, I got a guy used to live in Egypt and, uh, met Christ through a friend over in Egypt, uh, was put in prison for two years, all kinds of amazing interviews, testimonies from people that will give you all kinds of hope and encouragement. Um, got interviews on marriage and uh, making your marriage last, got interviews on, um, fighting pornography and, uh, overcoming, uh, addiction, all kinds of stuff. So check us out. Uh, we're on pod, we're podcasted. We're also on YouTube and we've got the website, educateforlife.org. My guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden of Veritas Evangelical Seminary, VES.edu. And they actually have a conference coming up, uh, just around the corner here. It's their eighth annual conference. It's an apologetics conference. It's Saturday, November 12th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And incredible speakers. Randy Alcorn is going to be speaking on the pro-life movement and answers to the pro-choice arguments. Abdu Murray is going to be speaking on radical Islam and ISIS. He's a former Muslim. uh, Absolutely uh, phenomenal. Larry Taunton. Uh, is going to be speaking, understanding and responding to the new atheism. That is uh, all the current arguments against the Bible from people uh, that have embraced atheism. You'll, you'll see the uh, American Atheist Association or the Coalition of Reason. Uh, I've had some of those people on, on the show also. And then also Dr. Christopher Yuan. Uh, he is a Chinese uh, former homosexual and drug dealer. And that is an amazing story in and of itself there. So, uh, Dr. Holden, thanks for all you're doing. Uh, this is exciting stuff. Oh, thank you, Kevin. You keep up the good work as well. Thank you. Well, um, I wanted to bring up, we, we left off the last segment 
Um, New York just recently legalized public urination. San Francisco was just narrowly um, did not legalize public nudity. And, uh, uh, you know, cover your kids ears for a second. But Italy just legalized public masturbation. And I feel that these are all um, a consequence of a lowering of the view of scripture. Um, Can you speak to that? How yeah. that plays out? I think what we're seeing is a uh, moral decay within our culture. Uh, after all, our public schools have started to leave the uh, Bible on the wayside. The Ten Commandments are out. Prayer reading is out. Public Bible reading and public schools out. School prayer and so forth. This is just a continuation of a slippery slope away from God. Mm-hmm. And when you leave God, you're left to your own devices. And we know our own devices from our heart. There is desperately wickedness in our yeah, heart. Yeah. I mean, fr- good can come from our heart, but also evil can proceed from our heart. But if we're not anchored to truth and morality, then we've got problems. We could go anywhere. And I think what we're seeing now is something that's uh, being exacerbated. It's being more intense and there's more brazen approach to legalizing the things that you were just describing. So we need to get back to the basics, get back to what God intended. What does the word of God say? And then base our decisions and public policy on good moral principles. Yeah. Standing on that rock. I talked to an atheist not too long ago. uh, Well, actually quite a, uh, maybe a year ago or so he, he was on the show and he told me that the way he established his morality was based on what most people agreed on. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, that's crazy because if you base your morality on what most people agree on, what if the majority of people agree on a bad thing? That's right. And, and we asked him that and he said to me, he said, well, hopefully uh, the right people are in the majority. That's right. Yeah. Well, majority doesn't determine morality and it yeah. doesn't determine truth. In fact, if the majority determined what was right – uh, then Hitler might be right in what he did in World War II with the genocide and yeah. the Holocaust and so forth. Absolutely. He was wrong. Uh, why? Because we know that there are certain moral absolutes that form the basis of how we should speak and act and treat others. And they were tried for crimes against humanity. In other words, they were tried because they should have known better mm. that that was not how to treat people. And ultimately, they were found guilty. But, yeah, we're we're slipping away from a moral culture that used to put the Bible first, used to put God first, and now we're putting our own flesh and our own reason first. And this is all the more reason why apologetics is necessary now more than it was in the past, uh, because people need to be able to communicate these answers. And some, some of the, you know, sometimes it's difficult. Um, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 16, you know, this is, you know, you said in the beginning of the show, you said there are no contradictions in the Bible. There's no errors in the Bible. But uh, I know that there are a lot of atheists that were listening that, that they'd be like, oh yeah, wait a second. What about this? What about this? What about this? And um, one of them that it comes up every once in a while in Matthew chapter 1, verse 16, it says, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, Mary was the mother of Jesus who is called the Messiah. But then in Luke 3.23, it says, Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, um, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. And so all of a sudden it looks like, wait a second, who is the father um, of Joseph? Is it Jacob or is it um, Heli? Uh, so how would you respond to somebody who, who brought that something up like that up? Well, I would stick with the scriptures. You got to go with the scriptures. And what does it say? It says what in Matthew? It says Jacob, the the father, Jacob, Jacob. the father of Joseph. Okay. Then why not keep it at Jacob? 
well, because in the other one, it says that uh, he's the Heli is his father. Well, it, remember in Matthew, you're tracing the father fatherly line of Solomon uh-huh. going through down into Joseph, who had the rightly kingly. He had the right to the throne. Whereas in the other gospel, you're talking about Luke. In, yes, in Luke the other twenty three. Yeah. In the other gospel, that is tracing a whole whole different line through Mary. Okay, so yeah. So you have Mary's blood coming from David through his son Nathan down through the Lucan line into Mary, into Jesus. And then you have the kingly right to the throne coming down through Matthew into Joseph. And Joseph was the adoptive father of, of Jesus. So that gives him the right to all the legal rights to sit on that throne. Okay. So, I mean, there's answers to all these questions that come up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it's unclear, you know, it's just unclear and we don't know. It doesn't mean all of a sudden that there's an error. That's right. Okay, and so um, when when we approach these sorts of issues, uh, you know, we're approaching it saying giving the Bible the benefit of the doubt is really what yeah. we're what we're doing, rather than approaching it as a skeptic. That's right. Now, when it comes to you said, hey, there's like one. I think you said one percent of people know the doctrines of uh, Christianity that are the fundamentals. That's right. Um, so I was reading one of uh, Norm Geisler's articles on this, and he was saying, hey, uh, he said. The virgin birth, if I recall correctly, he said yeah. the virgin birth is um, necessary for self. Uh, it's it's necessary. It had to have happened, but if somebody doesn't believe in it, it doesn't mean they aren't saved. That's correct. Can you explain to that? Can, can you? Well, sure. That? The Bible says in Romans chapter ten, it says, "If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead." You shall be saved. Mm. So we all might have un- imperfect theology, but the virgin birth isn't going to get you into heaven. Mm. We could have different views on the virgin birth and still trust in the Lord Jesus, God who came in flesh, died for our sins and physically rose from the dead. So the minimal requirements for salvation would be the acceptance of the true Jesus who physically rose from the dead. In fact, there are tests for orthodoxy. First John 4, 2 through uh, verse 7 tells us that John gives us a test of whether Jesus came in the flesh as a test for orthodoxy. He says if they don't accept that, well, then they are of the doctrine of Antichrist. But when you look at the Greek text of that verse, it's perfect tense. It means past completed action with abiding results into the present. In other words, it's telling you not just that Jesus came in the flesh. It means Jesus came in the flesh to walk this earth, but continues presently in the flesh, which implies a resurrection and a continual living in his resurrected body today. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So that would make uh, that would make uh, Jehovah's Witness, for example, unorthodox. That's correct. Okay, my guest today is Joseph, uh, Dr. Joseph Holden. We're going to be right back. We have one more segment left. And we're going to talk about the fundamental beliefs of Christianity of what you need to believe. Stay with us. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will cast my cares on you You're the anchor of my hope The only one who's in control Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. Thanks so much for listening today. Really appreciate it. Hope you're having a good Saturday. My website is educateforlife.org. I love to get emails or uh, post, uh, you know, if you want to contact me on Facebook, we've got a Facebook page too, Educate for Life uh, Facebook page. And I'd love to hear your feedback. If the show is encouraging to you, um, please let me know. And uh, my guest today is Dr. Joseph Holden of Veritas Evangelical Seminary. They have a conference coming up. You can visit their conference website. It's conference.ves.edu. And it's an apologetics conference. Uh, they're going to be have that's November 12th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. They'll have Randy Alcorn, Abdu Murray, a former Muslim, Larry Taunton, and Christopher Yuan. Uh, who is a former homosexual speaking about nature versus nurture. Uh, absolutely phenomenal stuff. Uh, Dr. Holden, you know, you were mentioning that only, uh, you said, I think 1% know the essentials of, of the Christian faith. Yes. Why is it so important that people know the essentials of the Christian faith? Well, remember, if we know truth, we can discern error. If we know the genuine, we can, when the error comes knocking on our door, we can say, that's something not right about yeah. this, or we can make a distinction between the two. But if we don't know the truth, the error could be just as valid as any other view. So when F, for example, when FBI uh, analysts, they study the genuine uh, $50 bill or a $100 bill, they want to know the genuine so well where they can make a distinction against a counterfeit. They don't study counterfeits. They study the truth. They study the genuine so they can know when that counterfeit shows up. They that can make sense. a distinction. Yeah. I, I had a mother come up to me. I was, uh, I was speaking at a conference and mother came up to me afterwards and said that uh, in her little town, what was happening was um, the Mormon uh, families were throwing these parties and the parties were very clean. There was no alcohol. Everybody was dressed modestly. Mm -hmm. And what was happening was Christian kids were going to these parties and ended up dating. Uh, she knew several boys that ended up dating Mormon girls and were actually deciding to become Mormon because they were so illiterate when it came to their, their Christianity. That's right. They, they bought into a social cleanness instead of the truth. I mean, there are a lot of people that are not really socially appropriate, but they hold the truth. Yeah. And there are people that <laughs> don't have the truth that are real socially appropriate. Yeah. Um, we got to make sure that truth is our common denominator and truth is the very thing that makes divisions between light and dark, heat, chaff, you know. So, so that's interesting because, you know, some people would say, you know, it's more important that I love somebody than it is that I, I created an argument 
by by telling people that I'm right and they're wrong. How would you how would you speak to that? Well, we don't want to artificially distinguish between love and truth. Uh, love can take many forms. I love you so much. I'm going to steal your stereo. Um, <laughs> unless that love is anchored by truth, yeah. then you know that truth and morality guide your love. Uh, love can be all kinds of mushy. It can be mystical. It can be abusive. Mm. It can be, go under a lot of names. But if truth is what anchors the love and love anchors truth, it's a mutually uh, beneficial pact between love and truth. Then you have something because truth is going to anchor love. That makes sense. And tell yeah. you how far it can go. And then love is going to make truth acceptable and palatable because truth sometimes is like swallowing a logic pill. You know, it gets to the head and <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exactly. feel too good sometimes, but the love will get it down to the heart. And that's the essence of how we worship the Lord. Yeah. In John four twenty four, it says we worship God in spirit and in truth. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, I think that's so, so amazing because how can you actually know what love is if you don't know what truth is? That's right. Because um, you have to know the true definition of love to actually be loving. And so That's like you're right. saying, love could take on all kinds of things if you don't know what the Bible says love actually is. That's exactly right. So, so can you go through some of the essential doctrines of Christianity that people are unaware of? Or Sure. The virgin birth, that Christ was born of a virgin Mary. And that Mary herself, uh, though blessed as she was, she was a sinner. But Christ was born without the normal procreative uh, intimacy between a husband and wife. There's also the deity of Christ, that Christ is a man and he's God. He's 100% man, 100% God. And the two natures uh, exist. They are distinct within the person of the Son. Mm. But nevertheless, he has two distinct natures, one divine, one human. Uh, these are huge. Uh, the Trinity, uh, that God is three distinct persons sharing one divine essence or nature. There's not three gods. There's three distinct persons who are all one God sharing one nature. Mm. Uh, the atonement on the cross, uh, the death of the cross of Jesus paves the way and makes us savable. His shed blood makes it possible that you and I, Kevin, can come to heaven if we by faith, appropriate it. Not by works, but by faith. Then you have the physical bodily resurrection from the dead and that Jesus has his physical body even today seated at the right hand of the Father. He will never be without that body. So there are, are more, but this is the core of what we talk about when we mean the essentials of the faith. These are non-negotiables of the way. The sec physical second coming could also be thrown into the essentials of the faith as well. Yeah. So there, there are all kinds of things that we can uh, disagree about and still mm -hmm. be uh, brothers and sisters. But, Absolutely. But there are certain things that we need to know. This isn't something that is negotiable, like you're saying. That's correct. It, it, these doctrines really define evangelical Christian orthodoxy. It defines our identity. Mm. And if those are either warped or dismissed, then it, it starts to become very fuzzy as who's Christian and who's not. You may have something very close to the truth, but not the actual truth. So it's important that we know and get biblically literate. Why about is it these important things. that it's clear? Why is that so important? That we know for sure whether somebody, uh, uh, you know, believes these things or not. I mean, why somebody might say, well, who cares? Somebody comes into the church and they don't believe all those things. Big deal. What's the big deal? Well, because truth has consequences and ideas have consequences. And if we're going to believe a lie, it'll affect your life practically. It'll affect your worship. It'll affect how you treat others. Uh, it'll affect what you teach others, obviously. So we want to make sure that we're, we're consistent with what Scripture says. We don't yeah. want to say anything more, anything less. 
and what Scripture says and the inferences that are there yeah. for both faith and practice and doctrine. So this is really about getting back to the Bible and and saying we need to know what the Bible teaches. Yes. And apologetics, I mean, what you're doing, Veritas, that's what it's all about. That's right. We got to get back into the Word. We got to defend the faith. And when, you know, people have good questions, but we also have good answers. Yeah. And people are walking around with a concept of God that isn't accurate. Well, maybe that's the very intellectual stumbling block that's keeping them from receiving the gospel. Yeah. Apologetics simply clears away those intellectual obstacles so we can receive the gospel unhindered by our own confusion. Mm. So it just helps somebody to make an informed decision. And right. like you're saying, uh, you know, I used to think to myself, well, a long time ago, people didn't argue about whether God existed or not. That wasn't the issue. The issue was, do you want to follow him or not? That's right. But now today we, we're dealing with these questions. Oh, well, how do you know God even exists? That's right. The questions are very philosophical today, but we have great answers for them. Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In other words, the heavens and the earth couldn't get here without a cause. Yeah. You know, that's the law of causality. Every effect must have a cause, including this finite universe. Mm -hmm. If there's no cause to this finite universe, well, then it would have never have got here in the first place Yeah. because every effect must have a cause. The universe is an effect. It's finite. Even the general theory of relativity by Einstein shows us time, space, matter are co-relative and that it all needs a cause since it's contingent, it's dependent, and it's finite. And if there's no cause, we could never arrive at today. That's fantastic. This is the kind of stuff that you can learn at Veritas Evangelical Seminary. Um, Dr. Holden, it's been a real privilege having you on the air today. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Absolutely. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. If you didn't catch it all, you can pick it back up on my website, educateforlife.org. Veritas Evangelical Seminary is V-E-S dot E-D-U. And uh, check them out. You can attend that university all over the world. You can take a full, you can get graduate, get a full degree and incredible education all online. So uh, absolutely a phenomenal opportunity there. Thanks for being here today. I hope you have a fantastic Saturday and we'll be back again next Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. God bless you. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb, but for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. But that's all.